1: Welcome back, to the Faith Lift Sisters. We're talking today um, in First Timothy chapter two, and um, yesterday I got all fired up. So if you're still here, welcome back. There's probably going to be a little more fire in the belly over the next couple of days. Um, so, um, but today we're just uh, we're going to camp out in Timothy, and we're only going to talk about three verses. So um, Terry, why don't you go ahead and get us started?
2: Okey-doke. Actually, I'm going to be starting at First Timothy two seven through ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an herald. Yeah, and an apostle. I'm telling the truth. I am not lying, and a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. Therefore, I want men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. I also want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety. Adorning themselves, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God.
1: All right. There's a lot of historical context that has to be taken in with this. Um, So. Paul calls out men and then gives different instructions to women here. Um, And again, that's a lot of historical context because. Um typically women were not well educated. Then the education went to the men. Um, in the church, the men and the women did not sit next to each other. Um, they were separated. And um which actually, like in some places, if you're Amish, the men and the women still don't sit together. Um, but if you're Amish, you're probably not listening to this anyway, so <laughs> that <laughs> probably doesn't point. apply to you. <laughs> um, but just so you, there's some context there, it's like, okay, we're going to address the the men literally on one side of the room and the women on the other side of the room. Um, so that's where some of that separation lies. So um, so Paul specifically says to men what? Pray, lifting up, holy hands without anger or disputing. So We've just addressed these people who have been shipwrecked um, yes. for causing angst, division, mm-hmm. and division. disputing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Paul's like, mm, stop that business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Under that word disputing, um, I've written doubting too, mm. because all that arguing back and forth undermines faith. And can cause doubt. Um, yeah so I think Paul is saying, you know it, it, nothing good, all this divisiveness, nothing good is going to come of that. And I think we can see that in our just in our politics today, in our world today, everybody's kind of at each other, mm-hmm. divisive and disputing mm. and and doubting you know it, I know it, nobody knows it the right way. There, there's so much of that, and all that's done is drag us down. You, know,
3: it's, you can see
2: tempers flaring so quickly these yeah. days because the anger about everything is just lying right below the right surface, there. just waiting to bubble out. Yeah,
0: it's, that. it's destroying families. It's causing parents not to want to be around their children and children not to want to be yeah. with their parents and people writing each other off, canceling each yeah. other. Um,
2: I, so. I've seen a lot of it on social media and some of it I've been a little surprised about people who are like um if you don't feel the way I feel about this and then we can't be friends anymore and I see people are doing that in like not only on social media but in real life yeah Mm -hmm. and I I'm just like well where's the love for each other
0: Mm -hmm. I know people who aren't speaking to their parents right now because of that kind of stuff yeah, you know, the word says a house divided against itself can't stand, mm-hmm. and that's the truth. If we're gonna family, country, it doesn't church, it doesn't matter. Any group who cannot find agreement and who focus on the um, divisions mm-hmm. won't stand. It won't survive. And Jesus prayed that the church would be one like he and the Father are one. So that's a pretty big deal when the Word tells us something that Jesus prayed for. Um, so I think it's, it's pretty important that we find those things that can bind us together and focus on those things um, and not focus on the things that pull us apart. It doesn't mean that we can't have discussion and disagreement and argument about right. stuff, because we certainly can. Um, but not to the place where it ruins our relationship. Mm-hmm. The same thing with God. There, you know, there have been times in my life where I've gone to Him and said, "Well, I don't really like that. Your Word says this. I don't know that I agree with it. I don't. I certainly don't like it. <laughs> I want to do what I want to do." But I never let that stop me from staying in relationship with Him. And of course, you know, He always won out in the end. <laughs> My Not heart would good. about something. That, yeah. he <laughs> He's that's given. really good at that. But so, I know that there have been times where, you know, you can't be afraid to talk to God about anything.
3: Yeah. So I'm a Christian that came to God through fights. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, God can take a fight. Big time. Big <laughs> yeah. time. But we're back in James. Where's your heart? Where's your heart? When I had mm-hmm. all that doubt and all that division, I had to talk about it. I had to come to somebody. But what was good is I kept coming to people that, I believed, had a good faith, and I wanted what they had. And I couldn't figure out how to get it. I couldn't figure out what was happening. Couldn't figure out what I had to do to do it. So there's a lot of doubt in there. There's a lot of questioning. And honestly, there was a lot of anger. I had a lot of anger. And I would keep coming at people and coming at people. And they were so good and so kind. And they certainly, and God was so good and so kind to me too. And he just placed the right people in my life to say, no, that's not true. No, see if you can find it here. So my strife, my doubting, my anger, had I turned and tried to take part of the church away by saying, this isn't true, this isn't it, this isn't it, then I would be like the other two guys that he called out. But um, I, I, because I think there was doubt and there was stuff in their hearts too, but they just didn't handle it that way. It wasn't towards God, meaning wanting to move towards him. It was about wanting to have my own way. So I'm okay with doubt in the church. I'm okay with angst. I'm okay with everything. Like you were saying, Angie, of course, you've always, people have had that, right? It's our heart. Is this to get us closer to God? Is this, are we seeing this as like, I can't figure this out, God, what's going on? And having this position of show me the truth. That was my piece, like, show me the truth. Because now I'm done. I've heard both ways. I've heard everything. And I couldn't sort through it.
0: Well, I think in this instance, I think that the the people were arguing amongst themselves. Nobody right. was going to God,
3: right? And saying, okay,
0: Lord. Instead of all of them collectively saying, "Lord, we need your help here. We've got some pretty big disagreements going on," right? <clears throat> Obviously, they didn't. They didn't go to him. They just stood up and were arguing all the
1: time. Right. So. Which, you know, that's the way that everybody comes to Jesus is from watching people argue, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right. What better way to yeah. draw people what to Christ way? than to argue publicly? Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> it's the arguing of the church that brings people to the Lord, right? not right. the love of
1: God. No, um, grace. It's all about the disagreement.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, um, well, funny. listen,
1: later on in this passage that Terry read, Um, Paul goes on to call out the women and he says, um, I want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, adorning themselves, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. If somebody is telling you that you cannot wear jewelry, they're full of it. This is not, (laughs) you have to have the context here, the historical context again, and the culture. And this was like, women were dressing up and being all fancy and this goes back to who were your people mm-hmm. right and the genealogy and um who your societal has, positions yes who had money well oh, and how many
0: of us i mean i grew up in a in a church where everybody dressed in their finest to go to church on sunday morning mm-hmm. um, some of that was to see and be seen you know it wasn't just some people did it to honor the lord okay But some people did do it to show what they had. You know, again, it's all about the heart attitude. So I think, you know, when I read that scripture, I think, okay, I I read one commentary that said, you know, the, the prostitutes in that day shaved their heads. Okay. And so one thing for asking women to be more modest to cover their heads was so that those prostitutes who had come to know Jesus would not be ashamed to come into the church. Because if every woman's got her head covered, then who can tell if your head was shaved or not? Mm -hmm. So that cultural thing, that context is important. Um, I think I've shared with you guys before, I grew up in a church where the, the pastor would always say, if you take something out of context, all you're left with is a con, Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of, of denominations have taken that scripture and said, "Oh well, no, no women cannot adorn themselves in any way, shape, or form. Um, but the word, throughout the word, in the Old Testament and in the New, it doesn't really say, you know, there are plenty of excuses of, or examples of women who were dressed in fine linen or purple cloth or, mm-hmm. you know, so it's that's not wrong to do that.
2: It's, a, it's wrong when... You are making that more important, more important than than your relationship with the Lord and within the church. Yeah, and you you come with all your fancy schmancy stuff and to show everybody how important you are. Yeah, and those who are less fortunate, how much they're missing out. Mm In this is, you know, that's the thing that is um, valuable to them. Is what they look like on the outside. And I think Paul's saying, that's, that's not it. Yeah. That's Quit focusing not it. on the
0: outside. Don't focus on What's
2: on the side. inside is what counts. That's how, that's what you should look, that should be shining. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. Your love for God, your love for others that's coming inside. Uh, yeah, I agree. He's not saying. Don't wear a bow. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't go outside without my earrings in. I know, <laughs> But just that's not coming with your entourage in all your finery to show how important you
3: are. Yeah. No. Again, we're back but, to James. Yep. The heart. Yeah. yeah. The heart. Where is your heart in this? Is it yeah. to distract from God and make it all about you? Or is it all about honoring God and dressing in a way that might be pleasing to God as opposed to other people?
2: I, you know, and I also think this, um, he wants women to dress modestly with decency and propriety. Yes. (laughs) The last thing I want to do is to walk into church with some, uh, what if I'm stepping on toes, I'm stepping
3: on toes. Let me picture this, a nose ring. Let's see. No, uh, I don't care about
2: that. But like, you.
3: low. Teeter
1: is shot. giving me the eye because <laughs> I'm teasing you. <laughs> I have a whole ear that's pierced, one
2: from top to bottom. Plus <laughs> a ring in my nose.
3: I'm just teasing. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> no, it's to um, not come enticing. Don't come looking sexy. Sexy's not the way. Um, a woman godliness. Think, wants to, doesn't show godliness no so don't don't come with your cleavage hanging out and no. and a sheer blouse and a mini skirt up to here and your fishnet
3: hose <laughs> I love my fishnets
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding about those no <laughs> but it is to dress modestly is what you know what do you what are you going for? If you're coming in, dressing like,
0: are you coming to call
2: attention
1: to yourself? Yeah. Or are you coming to worship God? I
2: think yeah. It's that. Yeah. So
1: like I think this is very interesting um, because like Terry, you're talking about um, being very revealing and like you said, kind of you know sexy. Look at me. But this like what Peter or what Paul's calling out right here. It's like all the finery, right? Mm -hmm, He's mm -hmm. talking about the gold and the jewels and the fancy clothes. And again, that goes back to our culture Mm -hmm. and our context because, like, right now, we would never be like, oh, I'm sorry, you're wearing your coat is too fancy to come in here, right? (laughs) But we do have that feeling of like, oh, you're not wearing enough clothes to come in here. (laughs) Um, But that was definitely not their context because that's not that's not how things rolled. Like you would never go somewhere where you were revealing. I mean, couldn't even reveal your ankles, right? Like this is not how the cultural context was. Um, I just think that's very interesting. Just the, just the dichotomy there of how we've shifted.
0: Well, you know, the word talks a lot about not offending your brother. All right. Our, none of our behavior should be offensive or should, um, Put a stop maybe on somebody else's ability to um, focus on the Lord. So when we go to church, I don't want to do anything that would be offensive or distracting to anybody else in that group, um, something that might hinder them from really focusing completely on the Lord. And so if I go in a building and I've got, you know, my dress cut down and my and the skirt real short, and that could be—I um, won't say offensive, but distracting.
2: Distracting, yeah. Right, right. yeah. Um, and I you know, men. Oh, go ahead. A Men are very visual, very visual. Yeah, and so yeah, <clears throat> um, it, it could be easily distracting. So, out of respect for the men, Terry.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like out for, for for yourself, for, for yourself, like yeah. Yeah. modesty <laughs> is, is like middle of the road, like because there's all oh gosh, there's all kinds of stuff that goes along with this, right? Like men, you have to be in control of your thoughts. God yes. tells you you've yeah. got to control yourself. Yeah, women Bring too, thought captive. <laughs> and guess what? Women are just as nasty as men. <laughs> That's the reality of it. You know. Yeah, but like what what's being called for here is to to be united yeah. and to be um, like the ones who are not distracting, who are not creating division, who yeah. are not um, they're they're being united. So you know yeah. that yeah. that's really what it's called for. Yeah, I think so too.
3: So that's kind of going back. Of a previous verse in here was um, about lifting up holy hands and what do holy hands look like, hands that mm-hmm. aren't blamish. And we just dealt with this in the last, um, yesterdays, where we were talking about nothing keeps us from being able to go to God. And now in this passage, there is, you have to lift up your holy hands, or there was a quote in here, we cannot pray effectively unless our hands are clean and committed. Well, we're all disagreeing with that. I'm disagreeing with that um there's no barrier to Christ there is no barrier and let's get very clear about that and if we are in a position where we're holding a resentment against someone that resentment's going to take our focus away from God that's going to take it'll be a distraction and so that's kind of the way I'm seeing that particular verse but I'm also seeing it as we're talking about Um, women, and and as they come into the church, dress modestly, it's a distraction, but not just for the men. Like you were saying, Suzanne, for the women, right? Because their heart is not towards God either. It's towards themselves. So, Paul's calling it out in this church that has multiple layers of issues going on. And if there's any women sitting in the pews thinking, oh, was it Hymenaeus and um, Alexander? Oh, they're being called out, you know, or something like that. It's like, he'll call you out now. Ready? (laughs) Ready? Get ready for this. Uh And so it's all people as we go. And um, there again, keep repeating. There is no barrier to Christ except ourselves sometimes. We create those barriers. We believe things that aren't true. We believe that we can, um, even this is so subtle, but like I'll dress up for God so that God will see me better. I mean, these little things that we put in our head. And I think Paul's just saying, hey, everybody pay attention to what you're doing here. Don't get lost on the people. Look at the powers and principalities that are operating in here. This is the church that's distracted and stepping away from God at many, many different levels. Oh, and by the way, we are Christians who step away from God on many, many different levels. We do the same thing here.
1: It all goes back to, it's, it's a heart check is really yeah, what it all requires. It really is. Um, because there are we all do things that distract from our walk. That's mm-hmm. the reality of it is um, we all say things that people go, ooh, you probably shouldn't say that. We all take actions where people go, ooh, you probably probably shouldn't do that. You know, even um, if you're a believer, those things happen because we are in the world and that's when our hearts are not aligned, right? right? Um, So it all goes back to a heart check. Whatever it is that you are wearing or not wearing, whatever it is that you are watching, or not watching, or reading, or not reading, or drinking, or not drinking, or listening to, or not listening to, or eating, or whatever, um, it all goes back to the heart. Mm -hmm. And who are you trying to turn attention to? Now, are we called to dress in all drab brown from head to toe so that we are all alike and only God can be focused on? No, because God created us to be individuals. God created us to be creative and to have personalities and to live life to the fullest because that's what he calls us to do. And that doesn't mean that um, we all have to be like mousy and meek. That That means... That looks
0: different on everybody depending on your
1: personality, yeah. Exactly. But are my actions, words, deeds, whatever, are they distracting? Are they calling attention to me instead of calling attention to my heart. So that's really what it all yes. comes down to. I think that's
3: good. Uh, so. And, and so there's a part we looked up in Matthew where it was like, you know, if you have something against your brother, go and, you know, don't pretend that everything's okay at the altar. Go fix that with that. That's your heart. God would love that obedience over going to church go to church that's cool but it's like and you can still get to church that doesn't have to be a barrier but he's pointing out there could be some things in your heart that need some a fix in here yeah. you know
1: but even if your heart needs to be fixed because it does yes that's that's just, why you're there yeah that's why you're there yeah. and that's right. where that's where jesus comes in and this is what i was so worked up about yesterday It's like there are um so many interpretations of so many things that are like, you can't do this and you have to do this before you can come to God. You have to do this before you can come to God. And guess what? You don't have to have all your stuff together. You, right. No, you will never have never. all your stuff together. Right. That. And is, if you did, why would you need a
0: savior? Right. Right. I and mean, that's the whole reason that Jesus came is because he knew we would
1: never have it all together. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you know, as that's a great as, point, you
1: guys. As much as we joke about, like, if I walk through the doors of the church, I'm going to be struck by lightning, I dare you to find where someone has actually been struck by lightning as they were walking into the church. <laughs> right. I dare you. So if sweet. you can find it, you let me know and I will eat my hat. But that's <laughs> not how God works. Like, you don't no. have to have it all together and be perfect before you can come to God. Because, like Angie just He's said, like, we don't need a savior. If that's what
0: we are. The word says that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Okay, so that's where we start out. We know that we have sinned and that we, in our own strength, can't achieve a right relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we need Jesus. He's the only one, um, the only one who can bridge that gap. Who takes us just the way we are and brings us to the father because he ransomed himself for us. You know, the whole idea of a kidnapping and a ransom, we were kidnapped by Satan into sin. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, okay, I'll take care of that. I'm going to give myself so that you can go free. I'm going to pay the ransom
3: so that you can be free. And that's what he did. Yeah. And he did this for everybody and not just to, um, not just people who had clean hands or not just people who dress correctly. He did this for everyone across the board.
1: Once we can check ourselves and once that heart turns back to Jesus, that's when those things can come into play, right? That's when we can go to (sighs) our, our neighbor, our brother who we have angst with and we can say and heal those relationships. It's only through Jesus that those things can actually happen. Yeah, and it so I some, think
0: when you read that verse that says, you know, if you've got anything between your brother or your sister and you, go fix that before you come to the Lord. Well, <clears throat> like for a lot of people that don't know the Lord or are just new in their faith, that's going to be an insurmountable 100%. thing for them to do. Right, some things we have to grow into as well. So as we read the the Word, and we see we fall short, of course we do, but know that. By the power of the Holy Spirit in you, by the fact that Jesus has given you, he's imputed his right standing with God to you by his sacrifice, know that you'll get there. Mm-hmm. But it is a journey. It's not just a flick of a switch and mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're, we do everything perfectly. That, that just that doesn't happen. We're not going to be perfect until we're with Jesus.
1: And some of us You ain't going to be with Jesus on the earth. On this earth, right. that's right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, and it's a good point, sometimes we need to be with Jesus first before we can even yeah. deal with that. Yeah. Um, but I, and I agree fully with everything you guys are saying. I think that is very true. I also think there are times where my worship is impacted because I'm holding this resentment. Yeah. That is, but if you know I that, think I need to be honest about that. Then go to my brother. You are mature enough to right. go to your brother or your right. sister,
0: God but, will enable you to do that.
3: Right. So I think there could be like a little caveat with all this. It's like if you're a new Christian, just keep going to God. Just, just keep, keep going. going to God. Yeah. Just keep going to God, and let Him speak to you about what needs to be changed, how you need to dress, you because know, how it's your not, hands are. We
0: don't change ourselves. No. Okay. So all of these, you know, do's and don'ts, we we can't change our own selves for that. We just can't only we're conformed to the image of our savior by the washing of the word. Okay. So as we read his word and we see how he wants us to live, it changes our heart and then our heart changes our behavior, but you can't do it the the other way around. You can't just change your behavior and then think your heart's going to change. You have to, you have to spend that time with Jesus. He is the word. So get in his word, spend that time with him there. Let what he says wash over you and change your heart. And then your behavior will change. It'll be inevitable.
3: That is so important that you're talking about a kingdom, the way when we live in God's kingdom, that is how we behave. We have Jesus Christ inside of us, Jesus Christ is the one who changes us. The world tells us if we just work harder, the world tells us if we just do it better. The world tells us if we just get all these things fixed, then we can go to Jesus. And that's a lie. Mm-hmm. We need to keep calling that out as a lie. And we need to keep calling that out for each other as a lie. And grace will
0: change us. The yeah. grace of God will change us. Yeah, It's a free gift. It's not anything that we can do for ourselves. We can't work ourselves up to some right. state of holiness. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, Only Jesus... The only way we're going to be conformed to him is by being in his word, being with his people, letting that wash over us and change our hearts.
3: Amen.
1: Amen. All right, I'm going to pray for us real quick. Okay. Okay. God, thank you for the reminder that it is only Jesus and that it is through the grace of your love and the grace of your sacrifice the sacrifice of Jesus, that we can come to you, Lord, that we, um, and that it all boils down to our hearts, God, that um, we're going to make mistakes and that we are not going to be perfect. And we are never going to be perfect because we are human. And if we were perfect or even had the capability of it, we wouldn't need a savior. Um, and that's just not how it works because we need you. And, um, I thank you for, um, the grace of knowing that and um, the freedom of knowing that I will never be perfect, that I um, need help. And that I am in the same boat as everybody else. God. Um, and that with Jesus, we can come to you that there is nothing that stands between us um, that we can have that personal relationship through Jesus. Um, and that you will work on my heart and that you will transform me that um, the word says that we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds, God. And as we live with you in relationship with you, as we dive into um, the way that you would have us live, God, that that would be um, just the transformation that takes place, God, that I I can't do it on my own, um, that you are here to walk alongside me that you don't judge me for that. Um, because you know that that's what it is. Um, and that you are, um, that you are glad to do it, that you are glad to walk alongside that you are glad to um, be in a relationship that you are glad to wrestle, um, through things with me, Lord, you physically wrestled with Jacob. Um, and you were willing to do that so that he could understand. And God, that just gives me such encouragement that we can just wrestle with things with you. Um, And we can wrestle through things and that um, you're not giving up on us. And um, I just thank you for all of those things, Lord, and that you would just transform our hearts, that you would um, align us with your will, that you would align us with um, unity, that we would not be distracting or divisive um, in our words or deeds, Lord, that we would just seek you, that you would check our hearts and that you would unite us together. And I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And cut. <laughs>